0: It's so damaging what one mean comment or you know a couple of mean interactions can do for your spirit. Facts. People are quick to throw that label of mean onto mm. women who just don't give them easy access across mm. their boundaries because everyone thinks that we are close but mm. we are not. Just mm-hmm. because we are close doesn't necessarily mean that we are intimate.
1: I think if we're not careful if we tune our ears to not hear truth everyone sounds like a hater. Mm.
0: Why do people feel comfortable talking about somebody else to To you? You.
1: Hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney
0: and I'm Renee and we are your online sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. We
1: are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world.
0: And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the mean girls, the bullies, the ops, dealing with people (laughs) that don't like you, Uh identifying the regime. Of Uh the group, Regina George, Uh and identifying if you are a Regina George because would it be a TMS episode if we didn't do some self-reflection? I don't think so. This is going to be a fun one. I'm so excited. Really good. But before Mm -hmm. we get into it, let's talk. We got a ding, ding, ding dilemma. Okay, so hi sisters. Hey sis, love the pod, and I listen to it every day at work from Zambia
1: oh, oh nice. no! i think not that's the, the weapons, first time he, not me sounding like a dying cat
0: <laughs> also disclaimer <laughs> folks courtney has been through it all oh, this week guys
1: <laughs> it's almost like the devil's trying trying, trying to rub you he your can't voice, succeed man. uh yeah i've lost i lost my voice and i got something like the flu which is not covid but like the flu and akin. it's not nice akin to akin surely to. they are family um <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I lost my voice and this is actually the most I've been able to speak but you know couldn't miss another episode couldn't especially an after episode. getting COVID in December I what? said that is the only uh, annual leave I will take <laughs> bro I would not miss an episode. obviously no toxic work hustle yeah no he, absolutely I, like, I actually couldn't no, no, speak no, no, with you no. would have absolutely got episode, not but, you know, absolutely not thank you for your understanding and patience but yeah listen to my sexy raspy voice look at this the it's really giving husky it's,
0: really it's giving, giving um, gentle babe yeah it's giving it
1: really gentle is. it is it's giving
0: bourgeoisie bourgeois sophisticated bourgeois. it's giving it's giving <laughs> okay y'all are so lovely oh Oh, thank you. My dilemma is everyone keeps asking me when am I getting married? Ah! <laughs> I... <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I felt that one. (laughs) I am twenty-five, and I guess this is when it should be happening. Uh. I am the last single friend Uh in my friend group. Wow, your
1: friends got married early, quick. Or you have older friends, I guess.
0: As all my friends are married, this is causing some depressive episodes because none of my relationships keep working out. Mm. How can I never navigate this very tricky phase of my life? As I just want to, I just want it to be over and done with. Love you wow i think a lot of us can
1: relate you know whether we get married when we have children your age rates are do, do, do. knock. knock. wound police <laughs> however i think it's important for you to realize that this doesn't have to be uh what did she, she call it like a, a tough season of mm-hmm. her life basically depressive this episodes. depressive episode like it doesn't have to be a tough season right seasons are really what you make them um and this is once you get married, you can ask all your married friends. I'm not married. haven't been married. Mm-hmm. But once you get married, the hope is that you stay married forever. And that means that you won't be single ever again until your partner dies. Yep. And so, <laughs> not that we hope for that. That's just what happens.
0: That so matter of fact. die ble- that man <laughs> dies, you won't, his his breath. Breath. You won't be last breath, you won't
1: be single again. You're on the um, streets at seventy. It's like when you become a mother, you're not going to be a single, and not mother anymore ever yeah, again. Yeah, Do you you're... know what I mean? It's changed you forever. Um, <laughs> you and that's the hope. That you can't up. take, you can't be like, go away. <laughs> I'm no longer a mother. You know, even if you disown your kids, you're still a mother. You still so gave you're, birth. You're, man. You still gave birth. You're still, still marked your seed by that. Somewhere. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to realize, like, you don't just jump into lifelong commitments like that. Number one, number two. If all your friends around you are married and you're feeling pressure from them or from other people who observe that, it's important to have a conversation. Like, hey, I don't want to be rushed into making a lifelong commitment and making the wrong decision. And this pressure has me a feeling depressed and b like. Like I should rush things. Mm. Um, and that's actually not fair and it's unwise. Um, I think outlining those boundaries of I don't actually want to have this conversation. It's something that I'm thinking about. Yeah. Thank you. That's it. Like, I, I think you have to let people know we're not going to talk about that. Boom. Even if it's your mom, like my mom tries to have these conversations with me all the time. <laughs> like, mom, I, I, I might have to cut the phone. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in the auntie yeah love my you. mom be doing the same thing she, she, and she'll find some random ways to oh bring a thousand it up, percent you
1: know? like oh today i was in the market i was looking for garden eggs when are your eggs gonna get cracked oh,
0: sorry when are you going <laughs> to fertilize your garden when are you gonna give me some grandkids what are you gonna give me some grandkids
1: the other day i was like to my mom oh mommy sometimes i feel lonely it's like imagine how i feel i don't have grandchildren
0: <laughs> sorry <laughs> your mom is funny she's actually hilarious i said
1: well, what's that got what to do? What does with that me? have to do with anything? What's that got to do that with the situation so that happened? you, babes, said, but it's <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> Stop bringing up irrelevant stuff. It's... But they'll find a way because they're press, like it's it's a it's a matter of concern mm. for them, and it's um. A priority for them at this moment and you know whatever but at the same time is it a priority for you right and if it's not a priority for you right now you have to let you have to let people know stop projecting onto me the things that you consider important right because right now in my life this is what i'm focusing on and sometimes you don't even have to justify it that much sometimes you just have to let people know it's in god's time what yeah. do you want me to do and you magic and conjure up a spouse you, you know right now face your you have to face your front if not you will let fear drive you to making very impulsive decisions based on optics and not on genuine desire down mm. um and wisdom and consideration right i also think it's important for you to realize that just because everyone else it, around you is married doesn't mean you have to be right um just because you know it feels like and i we said this earlier in like old podcasts like deliver yourself from the spirit of my age mates like everyone around me has done this everyone around me has done that you're on your own path you're on your own journey and you're learning your own unique lessons and they're being taught to you in your own unique way mm. if you take your own journey for granted thinking that you have to live like everybody else you really miss the beauty of your own uniqueness and the uniqueness of your own story Mm. so take time to really uh, like tell yourself stop comparing stop comparing yourself to the fact that everyone else around me has done xyz and it's easy to fall into we live in a in a generation and in a society which is structured around being able to peek over somebody else's fence and be like "Is my garden as pretty Mm. as yours right however even though society is structured that way it means that we have to even uh, put in more effort to stop ourselves from falling into that trap Mm. and so it's easier said than done but it's worth doing and so take time to really assess within yourself do i desire marriage because i feel like it's something that i should just have by this time do i feel pressured by the fact that everyone around me has do i feel like because there's something wrong with me because everybody else has achieved that and i haven't Mm. or everyone else has gained that and i haven't um and am i actually content with the life that I currently live because it could be that a relationship or marriage may not actually fully sum up um what it is that you are searching for you may be searching for fulfillment that can be found in so many other areas of your life but in regards to well every other relationship all my relationships aren't working just take the pressure off right every relationship doesn't have to work out it could just be you're meeting the wrong people and Mm. you should do the work to assess okay why am I meeting the wrong people should I kind of put myself in new spaces um is it something wrong with me you Mm. know sometimes you have to ask yourself these honest questions but also sometimes you just have to realize maybe it's not your your time to meet the right person just yet um and also maybe you haven't kind of completed your journey of what you need to do in this season of being single and the opportunities that that presented presents to you you haven't fully like soaked it all up and so why would you rush into getting married right goodness um that's kind of what I would say and I feel like what my voice has allowed me to say how about you
0: yeah no I definitely agree with everything you've said it's a environmental bias when you're around people that are doing a particular thing it can feel like oh my gosh I need to do what you're doing in order to feel like I'm fulfilled in life And I definitely agree that, look, when we think of marriage, we think of marriage for life. Yeah. So it's better that you do it well than you do it now. Yeah. And it really is important for you to understand, like, beyond keeping up with the Joneses and keeping up with your friends and feeling like you're, you know, a participant in society, which are all valid things to take Mm. into consideration beyond that are you actually ready to get married? Do you yeah. desire it? Like Real the desire is very different from being prepared for it. Like I desire to do a lot of things, but yeah. I can't, baby, I'm not ready. Yeah. <laughs> I am not ready, you know? And it's really about, you know, creating avenues for you to prepare yourself and thinking about, you know, the second half of your dilemma, which is, you know, how prepared are you to sustain a relationship and mm. how viable is it for you to find somebody that you actually want to marry? Mm. And I think it's better that you take the time to, you know, find the answers to those questions than for you to rush into something that you'll potentially regret at a later time exactly in the name of being married exactly. and remember it's you getting married not your <laughs> friends not your parents not the people around you Say it after they've said their comment of congratulations you're married you now have to stay with the guy you're married <laughs> and <do laughs> most that work. of the time and do that work right and i think it would also be like helpful if you haven't done this already but don't shy away from asking, depending on the closeness and intimacy, of course, of those friendships, what are, you know, the downsides of being married? What are the Mm. negatives, because there's actually quite a few people that I know that are married, and whilst they love their spouses, they love being married, there are pros and cons to every experience. The fact that you now have to actively consider somebody else, you now actively need to plan for, you know, certain things in the future that you didn't necessarily have to think about, Um, thinking about relationship conflict and not being able to rise in the morning to do exactly what you want to do for you, but always having to have somebody else in the back of your mind. It's not easy as people. Mm. It may be beautiful, but it's not easy. Mm. And you're at a point in your life where you get to pick what kind of hard and what kind of easy you want to deal with That's good. and 25 is still very young just I think you just a baby girl like you know what I'm saying like this is <laughs> this is the time for you to really think about and decide what you want you still have you know time and opportunity um of course they get there's something we mentioned in the last episode around like biological reality yeah. if you want to have a kid of course you have to be making this, yeah. um, <clears throat> Of course, you have to be making those don't judgments. get sick. Don't, girl. Don't I've been do, praying. Don't I've been do that. Doing the incense. Don't so do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> she says, "Stop, repeat, stop." stop. In the name it. of the Lord. Um, but yeah, it's it's those kind of conversations and questions that you want to be considering because mm. marriage is not easy and it's at not a all. joke. And I'll say like, obviously don't like dip on your friends. You love your friends and all yeah. that kind of stuff, but go out and experience other things with other people, yeah. man. Go to the single, well, not the singles convention, but like go, and frequent, the, <laughs> go and frequent the spaces that the singles are yeah. at. you know? It's just like if my all of my friends, for example, um, you know, don't like or enjoy basketball, I'm not going to just sit and bope around like I love basketball and just be like, I'm going to suppress this side of me. I'm going to go and find some people that like basketball and chill with them. Do you know what I mean? I'm still going to hang with my friends that hate basketball. But at least I now have a community of people around me too that like basketball. Supplementation, supplementation. (laughs) So... Really consider the ways that you can supplement your current mm. friendship group with the experiences of like acquaintances or other friends that you yeah, have um that may not necessarily share that married experience but are more in line with you know being a single, doing things that you like and just expand. Girl, the world uh, I sound like somebody's auntie, but <laughs> the world is your oyster. This is it me really speaking is. to myself, man, because definitely been in those situations, where, ah, when will you marry? Yeah. It's like relax. When will you marry? R- but you be Why married. Are you this
1: way? You've be been married. It,
0: you be married. And where did that get you? What's your fruits? Where's your offspring? Some of them are in jail. Some of them criminals. I'm
1: convinced you have an agenda <laughs> to kill artists. To actually kill them. They to must. them the
0: final boss that they will meet is me. Is you. When they ask that when will you marry ah the final boss that will I you renee have to conjure rice. you have to conjure the spirit <laughs> of renee and ask them where's your offspring where's your offspring because i would like to get uh, married but your offspring is in jail he's incarcerated so what now it's another it's another conversation for another <laughs> podcast episode <laughs> wow Anyways. but what i was gonna say actually
1: was if you do actually desire to get married, because I think we can say like, oh, like you're so young but it may actually be a longing mm-hmm. for you in, right now in your life to be like, I actually want to get married. And I do feel these pressures, but it's also I have a desire. Mm. Um, start working on it very practically. Yeah. If you start experiencing that, like, okay, I'm dating now. Firstly, are you dating? Question. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us yeah. be like, I want to <sighs> get married and you're not dating. Are you dating? Yeah. Are you getting to know people? Are you even open to receiving? Mm. Have mm. you made the time? Because I think some of us need to remember that like dating actually takes effort. It really And it's does. not just about being oh. seen somewhere. Like gone are the days of, oh my God, I saw you on the bus and right. I want to take you out. out today. Life is too busy. We're not sitting around waiting to be picked right so you actually have to carve out time now to be like i'm intentionally pursuing a relationship um, and that looks like taking time in your weeks to be like you know what girls i can't hang out this friday now i've got a day day baby um, and i've carved out that time specifically for that or mm. i've joined this dating site or i've let my friends know hey i'm i'm in the dating game i'm now. around i'm around introduce me to some eligible bachelors it's important to have those kind of conversations with yourself of though you say you have a desire mm. are you actually intentional mm. about making it Happen. Right. Um, number two, if you feel as though, well, I actually have a desire to be married, whilst the spouse may not have come yet, there are, like you said, preparate there is preparation yep. that you could be doing um for marriage specifically. So still out uh, as an act of faith or as a des- um like a, a desire to become the person who manifests that reality train yourself up learn about marriage speak to married people read the books right learn your attachment stuff go to therapy go and check on your physical if you do desire to pay a, be a parent at some point mm. go and check on your physical health go and check with your gp your gynecologist like is everything okay is there something that i could be working on do i need to start taking supplements from now <laughs> to try to get these eggs <laughs> cracked. Probiotics. are there eggs you know you know but literally all of these things right we can often say have you got your time management patterned right you're about to have a whole other person making demands for you and your resources do you even know how to manage your Mm, resources and and do you have expectations for yourself and have you trained yourself in these things i think we can so easily just be like i want to get married okay
0: do it then good luck
1: now what Wishing you know?
0: get all the best of those endeavors <laughs> exactly
1: um so yeah I would say that like it's not actually bad to desire marriage and I know we say things like and it's something you said to me recently like we're, ba- we're at this very awkward age I feel like between the ages of 24 to like 26 you're kind of like if some of my friends are unemployed that's normal if some of my friends are getting married that's normal if some of my friends are having kids that's normal if some of my friends are virgins that's normal it's like there's there's such a wide range of what could be considered normal. <laughs> so you find yourself flowing between I'm super young and mm, also I'm getting old. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, it, or yeah. There's a, it's a time to grow up. And so as much as we can be like, ah, you're 25, the world is your oyster, be single baby girl lifestyle. Mm. You're actually not a baby girl yeah. at the same time. Do you get what I mean? And these Both these things can be true because it really is all about perspective and mm. desires and intentions. And so, for example, like I was calculating, you know, if I had a child now, I'm 25. By the time I'm 50, they'll be 25. Then I can move on with my life. But if I wait till I'm 35, by the time they're 25, I'll be 60. And that's not old, you know, 60 is the new 50, but at the same time, it's not, it's the old 60. It's the same
0: 60. <laughs> Don't kill me. It's 60 or 60. Do you get what I mean? Or like, yeah. I think
1: to, my mum had my younger sister when she was, uh, it was a geriatric preg- pregnancy. And like, my sister's 18 and my mom is menopausal. And it's like, <laughs> I don't want it.
0: But it's like if you don't want that, get to crack at in these eggs. Yeah, I'm not and I wanna be a yummy. Mommy I don't want to participate in that. outside exactly. of the
1: house. <laughs> exactly. But if you know that, right, you've made your plan. It's not mm. bad to be like According to my plan for my life, obviously plans don't always work out, but according to my desires and my plan for my life, I used to be having kids now. up. yes. So I'm gonna get working on that. That's actually nothing to be ashamed mm. of either. So yeah, just ah, uh, I think this whole thing is more so about what do you actually desire, not yeah. what are pre- people pressuring you for, but taking time, like you said, listen to the last episode, taking time to get to know what you actually want and yeah. working
0: towards that. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, man. That is beautiful all the best to yeah. you all the best sis and yeah. uh, if you are getting married in the foreseeable future then we'd like an invitation yeah i like party rice i d- i do i've never been to a zambian wedding i was about to say i'm ready to shuck and jive with y'all yeah whatever y'all I'll eat let sick. us know zambian sisters what's your favorite we talk about food a lot on this <laughs> <point. It's laughs>
1: surely there is something <laughs> anthropological about it sisterhood and food there has to be a us. Study. maybe we
0: have to have like a question of the week and then have folks like comment on stuff yeah. like that my question of the week is what's your favorite type of rice from where you're from your f- rice specifically because yeah. there's so many
1: rice dishes out there and
0: people are throwing it down on the rice oh dishes. facts i saw a tiktok
1: and somebody topped their rice with like evaporated milk and sugar and i was like it makes so much sense because we have like rice pudding but who would think to put that on like basmati rice this is true and i was like damn that's true. a whole world out we there we might have
0: to experiment with
1: that 100% I hear it
0: wow yeah right and like it feels like across every continent they got something to do with rice. yeah us. oh
1: 100 rice is, is essential for us all um do Europeans eat a lot of rice I was about to though?
0: say especially the brown folk because <laughs> <laughs>
1: because yeah the brains <laughs> they're for the brown folk <laughs> them carbohydrates the I'm carbohydrate. We know all about that starch, you know. Um, <laughs> the Europeans, it's so true.
0: I'm not well, sure. Y'all got some nice paella. I'm s- it, oh yeah, that's it, paella. It, that's actually true. They Risotto. Like, they love. Uh, what do um, you call it? Putting oil on stuff. That's wow. You're
1: going <laughs> far. As a Nigerian, I think you have order for that because the amount of oil of nigerians excuse can anymore. consume excuse no but anymore. are you telling me it's not problematic excuse him as a as a people that struggle a lot with cholesterol excuse and, and you would say issues. god needs do not. no i'm saying as a people as black people
0: okay yeah we i mean but everybody got their own health issues right we got maybe we got the oil but think about you know other folks they got the americans have the sugar i was about issues. to say the <laughs> americans the have the have high sugar issue. to be honest all of us stuff. have our
1: respective issues you know who has a really good like balanced diet um well the thing is even conversations oh this is a rabbit hole even yeah. conversations around balanced diets can be very eurocentric so it's actually hard to i think everyone has a balanced diet for their culture and like for their part of the world like their actual region mm. um but we also do need to have conversations with their, uh, within our respective cultures <laughs> you know as we have <laughs> built intimacy with each other just being like <laughs> you should put that down you should it's
0: too much of it
1: it's do you think that
0: needed to be fried the third time too much why so much parboy oncey why why it is well why it is well (laughs) with my soul but please let us know what's your favorite rice dish Mm. specifically one from your what is your favorite rice dish? that's hard i like i don't discriminate when it comes to rice but if i had to like eat one type of rice for the rest of my life do i betray my home or do i okay be a bit (laughs) avant-garde um because yeah what's the there's too many there's too many options that are coming up in my mind the first that came up in my mind was like jollof rice done well and shout out to our friend jen her dad jennifer's father's jollof will change your life Change
1: what? your life,
0: Jen. Uncle, you know, this man, and your husband,
1: Maybe Jen, <laughs> <laughs> <now.
0: laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> Uncle Sam. <laughs> yeah, look,
0: that's your love, is still good. What's still Hey, it's I amazing. Had, I had that rice. I, i could eat that rice for the rest of my life in fact when we had that rice here the way i partitioned it
1: i said <laughs> come and see we had a that, like the other night and i asked jen to because i didn't want to cook um, so i asked jen to bring like a container of her, her dad's rice she brings it now come and see obviously after the function you're meant to tell people oh please take some home me and Renee grabbed our own containers. We're, <laughs> we're in our own house absolutely. and we just started ladling everyone's like oh is this all the jalof that's left what about these you don't touch that <laughs>
0: that's, that's no for, prep you can have everything else on this take table. the drinks take As the sweet. This... the jollof that's actually come and be served it's not even look, it's not a buffet look look it that was the first one that came to mind <laughs> but then i also thought about like any rice dish that has beans the rice really? and beans combination for me i ain't gonna lie to you the rice and beans combo especially my caribbean style yeah see pilot. i like that but i don't really like watch it
1: which is rice really? and B's from ghana yeah i love that really i
0: hate to admit it but i love it
1: I, I see the appeal. Love I it. can only have it like once every two yeah. years. Yeah. No, no, no. Because <laughs>
0: <laughs> if I eat that, you ain't seeing me for like Crematose. two days. <laughs> Where's <Crematose>. Renee? <laughs> I have to give props to my Asians. Sm- yeah. The Asian persuasion. You guys have mastered the final arts oh. of ri- that special fried rice. Y'all got overdone. Sushi. Sushi noodles. Spot all about rice. Oh, sushi. I thought we were branching off. No, I thought the, <laughs> But sushi rice, that branching off. That ah, they wow! Snapped. I'm telling you, it's the brown folk. Uh, it really is. It's the is. folks hold, that have a little. Be hold down. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. will create, anyways. Nah, but
1: that's good. I had risotto recently for the first oh, time. It's really good. Beautiful. It is bien. Actually, really Tris-Bian, nice. tres Um I was gonna say, you know what? Mine would be good old rice and stew.
0: There is nothing that hits
1: like rice and stew especially when you haven't had it in a while
0: ah you know what it's the simple things that that really that mix mm. so I'm about it man anyways mm.
1: to the episode that, that was
0: enjoyable, <laughs> enjoyable but sisters let us know what's your favorite rice dish what's something that we're missing out on or yeah. do you agree with our, our thoughts or are you a rice actually if you're a rice hater you're not allowed to comment yeah, on this we segment we don't <laughs> we do not care <laughs> <laughs> don't care um but yeah moving into the conversation yeah and talking about mean girls haters i really wanted to talk on this topic it's something that i've been thinking about for a while over the past week or so as we were speaking about you know the less kosher sides mm. of being in a female community or a woman community and there's a perception of women that can you know prevail as being mean-spirited or gossipy or petty i wanted to use it as an opportunity to talk about haters bullying mean women courtney tell us about your life experience have you ever (laughs) wow (laughs) have you ever a come across mean women have you ever had any experiences of bullying and have you ever found yourself in either of those positions?
1: Oh, that's actually really good. Okay. I have been a mean girl before. Um as a response to being bullied. Mm, so, interesting growing up I was bullied um at different points by different people about different things. Um I grew up I was overweight, I was dark skin. Um I was a nerd. Like, it was just very much like, <laughs> not the trifecta. Oh, you're going to get bullied, you know? Yeah. Um. But then in response to that, like, especially as I became, I guess, more observant of people and like power dynamics, mm. I started to realize, oh, like mean girls get, are popular do you Mm -hmm. know i mean like Mm -hmm. uh, if you're able to like make jokes at people's expense you can gain favor with other people unfortunately um other bad people and so yeah it just led to me kind of being mean to certain people um who i perceived as like weaker than me um but it's it's kind of a vicious cycle i have experienced mean girls and it's it's really hard because mean girls often know they're being mean Mm -hmm. like it's not just you know, people who are, you know, struggling with healing is actually people who know that their healing is, like I mentioned before, a way to gain them, not their healing, that them being mean Mm. is a way, as I've mentioned before, to gain power. Um, And that's how you get the Regina George's of the world and like the mean girls kind of clicks. It's when people are like actually in not you know approving of people of clowning people of bullying people Mm. and as setting people as other than me i make myself the desired type i make myself the the alpha i Mm. make myself Mm -hmm. the one that everyone aspires to become and that is a position of power and that is that gains me popularity that gains me other resources that come from being popular um and it's unfortunate but a lot of people go down that route because they desire those things especially when you're growing up and you want so much approval from people and you want to be considered you know in with the crew in with the crowd sorry and down with everybody and you want people to think ah she's great you can do anything to gain that kind of popularity Mm. and unfortunately the vice that some people pick is or the weapon that some people pick is being mean um yeah how about you
0: yeah um Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. This one was a tough one for me. I can't imagine you ever being a mean girl then. Yeah, no, I haven't been a mean girl in my life experience just yet. Um (laughs) I'm planning it's coming when I get to like 30 or something. Mm. That's when I'm planning to transition (laughs) into a mean girl. A rebrand, if you will. Every the the rebrand is coming as the mean girl. Um, but no, I was far too um much of a what do you call it, a gentle soul, as it were, to be mean. I think it's also because I I was one of those people who I made really good intimate friends with very random people that mm. you wouldn't ex- expect I would be friends with. Yeah. And from that, because I got to know so many different types of people, it was difficult for me to be mean because it's like, oh, how can you mean to her? How could you be mean to her? Mm. I know that she's cool because she does X, Y, Z, right. or she thinks about this in this particular way. Um, but I've definitely experienced bullying and I've definitely experienced being like the, what do you call it? The victim of mm. the mean girl. And they weren't really great experiences because I think they very much fed into a perception of myself that I had for a really long time. And it's such a shame because I wouldn't say I necessarily regret it, but it caused me to waste a lot of time because I didn't pursue a lot of things that I wanted to pursue because of right. the perception I had of myself right. because I had allowed their words. I think one of the dangers of being bullied or, um, allowing somebody who is mean, their words to penetrate your soul and your spirit is that becomes the story that you tell yourself. Yeah. So, like if it was that somebody said, you know, something about my weight, or if it was that someone said something about my looks, then that became the truth that I told myself. Mm. And it meant that I was shy when I wanted to speak to guys that I liked. Yeah. It meant that it was difficult for me to go to social interactions and um social settings because I feared that this was the way that other people saw me. Mm. Um so for a long time it made me very, very self-conscious and made me like hesitate when it came to doing the things that I wanted to do and doing the things that I liked because I was told that I shouldn't be this or Mm. um, people didn't like me because of um, one of the like most I think I've shared this story before but Mm -hmm. one of the like most poignant memories of being bullied is probably at the end of like primary school moving Mm. to secondary school and there was a baby in my primary school who was like popular girl mean girl classic and the thing is we actually became really good friends initially Um, and I thought that she was dope and then one day she decided she didn't like me and I think what hurt the most was the power that she had yeah because she was literally able to turn me into a social outcast and like people didn't talk to me people didn't say anything people didn't want to hang out with me like there was very few people that would I would hang out with because she didn't like me and I think that knock-on effect the power dynamic that some mean girls hold unchecked can lead to those kind of um consequences where people are socially isolated or people are not able to, you know, make friends in different environments because they don't fit in or because somebody's decided that they're not cool. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the like standout memories for me. And then as I grew older, it became less like pointed and targeted and less of a concerted effort to bully this babe, but more of a the mean comments here and Mm. there about, you know, the way that she looks, the way that she sounds, the way that she dresses um and not necessarily like already having insecurities especially as like a growing girl when you're teenagers and whatnot and then get into a place where it's like i actually have to do a lot of work, not just to unlearn my own insecurities Mm -hmm. but unlearn the reinforcements that have come as a result of interacting with mean people and i think what also hurts is when it does come from women like we're meant to be you're my ilk you know what i'm saying You're my ilk. And thinking about the range of mean women as well, right? It's not just our peers, but also thinking about, for example, our proverbial elders, right? Like thinking about like the comments that aunties might make about you or even thinking about like youngers and thinking just about the 360 experience of the interactions we have with women. It's so damaging what one mean comment or, you know, a couple of mean interactions can do for your spirit. Facts. And it's such a shame.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It, like you said, it can be damaging and that damage can really like reverb throughout your whole life. Like you just see the, the ways forming and how it constantly creeps into your psyche. I think even sometimes when you go on that glowing and growing journey to unlearn mm. what you have experienced and that, like you said, those insecurities and the reinforcing voice it can still come up as a whisper like a a couple years later it's something that it scars you and unfortunately like scars you kind of always have them till they fade over time but you're reminded like Mm.
0: there
1: was an there was a pain here there was a wound here and like that's that's why like when i think about well i have a hole in my sock (laughs) ghetto when i think when i think about um making somebody else feel as bad as I have been made to feel at some point it really does make me sad because I'm like damn as much as they can go on the the journey and we tell people all the time heal heal get rid of your insecurities heal heal heal. Mm. actually it's very tough Mm. it's very tough and it's better for the wounds to just not be inflicted in the first place and yeah we have to really g-check ourselves when you realize like ah I'm being toxic Mm. Um, and that that toxicity could actually leave a burn on someone and yeah. i should stop you yeah
0: know? for sure yeah for sure broadening out the conversation a little bit all right so i kind of wanted to talk about the perception of women as yeah mean. so thinking about female friendships and sometimes how people tend to like not want to be around women because they can be mean or mm. petty or haters I wanted to know, what are your thoughts on that? Why has this crept up in yeah, our generation? Yes, is everybody uh, a hater? Like, yeah, you know, such a is good everyone, question. you know, a bully and whatnot? It's like, such a good question. Because I've recently been writing about this in the book. <laughs> Look at
1: that. Um, as we always say. <laughs> so I think it's interesting because as much as, okay, how do I say this? I think because women have been painted as... They're these caring, nurturing people, yeah, right? If yeah. they don't give you access to that area of them or, and to that side of them, people will call, be quick to call mm-hmm. you mean or a bitch, right? And to say, like, it's anti-women to not show this nurturing, caring, nice, gentle side to yourself. And it's like actually, no, I don't need to give everyone access to that side of me. Now, that doesn't mean that you should become a bad human being, right? Right. That's not being a bully. But I think people are quick to throw that label of mean onto Mm. women who just don't give them easy access to cross Mm -hmm. their boundaries. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. If I'm not going to let you in super close to me you may be like oh she's super close or she's super reserved she's she's just like not nice yeah and it's like actually you know you haven't done anything to prove that i should right. give you this level of access to me now this isn't about common respect this isn't about manners this is more so about how inviting you may come you may come across to let people into the intimate parts and intimate sides of you. Mm. Um, and also to give people certain levels of access to your resources um and to what you can to provide. So yeah. for example, somebody DMs you and they're like, you Renee, they DM you and they're mm. like, Oh, Renee, hey, uh, I remember this happened to you. Here's yeah. my personal statement. Can you review it for me? Yeah. And it's like I could, but I can't because I'm busy. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it's kind of like, if you, as women, we can be caught in a catch-22 because we're like, I don't want to come across as mean. So you kind of start bending over backwards to allow yourself to cater to other people's needs, right? And you're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to take time out of my schedule, maybe time out of my recreational time or like rest time to actually do this for somebody else. Um, And if you don't do it, and if you're like, ah, I don't want to do that for you, it's kind of like, oh, why are you reserving this for me? Yeah. Why are you not this open flow of resource that I can just drink from? And it's like, as soon as you put a lid on that and you're Mm. like, it's not like a a bolted cap. Like it's not, um, I think to like those things that cover potholes in the street, it's not going to be hard to open it. It just takes a bit of effort to, you know, unscrew this cap from me because I'm not this, you know, just this overflowing well. Sometimes I have to put a cap and a lid on it Mm. just so that I don't, become emptied by mm, everybody else mm. who was not going to fill me right um i think as soon as you create those kind of boundaries and those kind of standards people can be quick to label you mean as a woman right and they don't see it as wine they wise they see it as selfishness and i if you go back to listen to last week's episode i think it's important for us to contend with the idea right am i doing this because it's virtuous or yeah, am i doing yeah. this because i'm scared to be labeled as as selfish or as mean and so I can even take it away from this idea of boundaries to now put it in the realm of honesty. Mm. A lot of women are scared to be honest because they don't want to come across as mean. And their honesty is not just around other women, right? It's around men as well. It's kind of like, I can't even tell this guy I don't like him because I don't want to come across as mean Mm. or I don't want to come across as, um, too entitled or like all of these negative things that or negative labels that women can have put on them just because they were honest mm. right um and i also think to like certain archetypes of like the rude girl or somebody who you know she's she's just too blunt or she just doesn't know how to hold her tongue and it's like actually she's just honest, like she's just keeping it real. She's not gonna, and it's not to say, again, please don't take this as an extreme of like, well, you know, people do need to learn how to hold yeah. their tongue, which yeah. I think is completely true. Yeah. Um. But I also think there's a degree of raw honesty that sometimes women are not allowed to ascend to because of what people expect from them and will and will not allow them to do and will and will not allow them to be. Um. And I think that's a challenge for us because, when you're thinking about i don't want to become this mean girl well depending on what people consider to be acceptable from women you you may actually end up falling into um that category even though you didn't try mm. so for some people it may be like oh she says she wouldn't read my personal statement she's a mean girl so actually renee's like the nicest person ever right but you consider that to be mean, right? Mm. And so I think it's, you kind of have to take it lightly to somebody. We always say this, to someone, you're a villain, right? So to someone, you're a mean girl. Yeah. And you're not trying to be. Yeah. And yeah. it's also yeah. something that you may not actually need to change because it may be their misunderstanding of how much, they, they may have a misunderstanding about boundaries. They may have a misunderstanding or a lack of knowledge when it comes to, um intimacy and not exploiting that and so sometimes you have to kind of embrace the fact that I'm a mean girl to someone mm. and I'm not gonna change that
0: fabulously put yeah. fabulously how put. about you yeah it's a for tight one tea isn't for it T for tight. because I think you put so excellently the fact that sometimes meanness is actually something that women are denied and is used interchangeably with honesty yeah. and transparency or you know certain character traits that we'd actually associate a lot with men, men. so it's really funny it's a catch-22 right yeah. whereas we've got these women that can tend to be honest and transparent and open and they're labeled as mean yeah but then when you hear it from a guy it's like oh he's just a guy yeah. you know that's how men speak yeah and stuff like that or aggressive or aggressive pres- oh there's even that oh, that's <laughs> a whole nother <laughs> the stereotypes that follow women are exhausting especially black um, women oh, and women of color like. anybody brown i swear, they had the i don't know if you've seen that meme of like peter from family guy holding <laughs> the, <laughs> holding the different shades. if you in the shade
1: above category three
0: oh my you are God, innocent you it, four to six
1: <laughs> guilty <laughs>
0: was a criminal <laughs> incarceration um, <laughs> i think it's, it's interesting to talk about the different nuances of what we categorize as mean and yeah. which groups are giving more given more grace than others and are seen in a positive way and others that are seen and ascribed meanness in mm. a more negative light and i think that's something that we as women have definitely struggled with insofar yeah. as we're always battling against being mean yeah. but it's funny because as you said in battling against being mean we actually come across as mean so it's like rather than telling the truth you skirt around it Mm. and that comes across as snaky and petty fake how many times fake a lot of women we get the charge of being fake and don't get me wrong some of y'all are fake oh 100% let's before we address the nuances let's start with this we are of <laughs> fake sometimes it heck. is face value sometimes yeah. you guys are fake some of you guys are mean yeah. some of you are terrible yeah. mean spirited yeah. you've got a terrible attitude yeah people actually don't like and you. i'm not saying this to drag you we want you to own it just own it we'll, own it we work from there we can, we can work from from. don't worry you're not a lost cause but at your cause is last at the moment <laughs> we're gonna find it in a second at all. but so, in case somebody has not told you some of you guys are mean and i think that what also feeds into it is again collective thinking think yeah. about the dawn of the internet age and all that kind of stuff what we label as mean yeah. the access that we have to people's yeah. lives i think that's also created and cultivated more um stadiums for women to yeah. perform their meanness it's true and because of that that has added to the fuel to the fire of this collective thinking around women are mean and it's such a shame because we see caricatures online and then we think Women, I mean, yeah, and there's this great onus for particularly women or any other marginalized groups to perform, yes. And it's such a again, catch-22, there's so much, so much to be palatable. Like, I can't be myself because it might come across as this or yeah. this or this. And some of you guys go too far and show too much of yourself, <laughs> and yourself is rank, <laughs> dirty, terrible. Get up, boo. Okay. Yeah this is even part of the reason why some of you men cannot have podcasts Ah, look at your brothers humor. look at your brothers yeah um so yeah i think it's one of those like really complex things yeah. it starts with the direct like some of you guys are mean but then fi- filters out into those nuances around like okay so what do we mean when we say meanness yeah why is it that women are actually not allowed to be certain things yeah. and have been ascribed meanness instead yeah. of ascribed grace or yeah. honesty or transparency and I think it's a real shame.
1: It really is. And like, even around that um, conversation around like honesty, I think that's why a lot of people think they have haters. Cause it's like, <laughs> Oh, you're being honest with me. You must hate me. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. no, I was, something came into my spirit. Like whilst I was in the, um, getting ready. Whilst I was in the shower. Mm. Because talk about stuff like that. I was naked. <laughs> um, I was, Cause I was like, what I, am was wearing to me, like I was no in the shower. <laughs> I was in the nude. <laughs> in the nude, if you will. Um, <laughs> Whilst I was in the shower where you get all those deep revelations and stuff, I realized that like a lot of people and this was even before I get I got we talked about this topic, Mm. like a lot of people become they train their palate to only like sugar coated things, Mm. right? Mm. But just because it's sugar coated and you like it doesn't mean it's good for you. And so a lot of us will hear the truth and the truth is healthy. Like the truth is necessary and it will nourish us. Mm. But because we have trained ourselves in a in a generation where we cannot respond to criticism well, to only enjoy praise, when somebody does give us the God honest truth, it is immediately acquainted with hatred mm, like mm, you mm. actually have to hate me to give me these vegetables you actually have to hate me mm. to give me this medicine mm, mm, mm. why do you hate me that you've given me something so bitter yeah and it's like because it's this bitter thing that yeah. will actually yeah. help you right it will help you grow and so I think if we're not careful if we tune our ears to not hear truth everyone sounds like a hater mm. everyone sounds like a hater and it's like as women you wanna be all sweet, you wanna be all feminine. And it's like actually sometimes the truth is bitter mm, and mm. the truth actually has to be dished up. Mm. Um and people will paint you as a villain because you gave them you gave them the truth. Yeah. But I do also think there is a realm in which we operate as haters when we do not actually inspect our relationship with things like jealousy comparison competition um projection Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and actually dealing with our own fears and our own insecurities before we engage in with other people in conversation or in feedback or Mm -hmm. criticism Mm -hmm. and so i think there is, is anyone could be a hater but at the same time everyone thinking that they have haters is not true haters hating takes a a degree of of dedication it does you know most people are not as dedicated as you think yeah now there's a special place in hell for trolls and that kind of hatred but i think when people are like i've got haters i've got haters like when i think back to like the x-factor example yeah i've got hate everyone somebody commented and i thought it was such a (laughs) relevant comment they were like but the thing is if you tell people they can't sing they'll be like oh you're a hater and it's like some people are just delusional some it's people true, are just no, delusional. Biggest one thing, true. like, oh, I'm starting this business, but since you're not good at what you do, <laughs> but if somebody told you that, and also you haven't cultivated the environment in your friendships where somebody can actually be honest with you yeah. and save you the embarrassment of putting yourself out there on something with something that you're not good at, right? My hope is that you know, as, as much as you're working on it, that you don't take the stage to rap, right? Yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> Once you get to a stage where you're good, Renee, I will tell you. I will tell you, and I will open up for you. I will actually MC for you. I promise. I promise.
0: You guys heard it here first.
1: Oh, 100. I will when start Ren the Caps tour. she's
0: takes the
1: stage. She's got so, you're so poetic, I'm sure.
0: That's why I think I'm moving more towards spoken word. There, there you
1: around. go. You see, that, the guidance. About... You
0: see, that's the thing. But some
1: <laughs> people will call that guidance hatred. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody would say, I was a hater. I'm not a hater. I love you. I love, yeah, you too, I love you man. too much to let you, you know, Emb- embarrass. embarrass yourself. <laughs> but then at the same time, some of us end up in embarrassment because everyone's a hater. And it's like, no, just open your ears to truth, my <laughs> beloved. Please. We need
0: more truth. We need more truth. You've actually segued into a very like pertinent thing mm. that I wanted to talk about, which is how do you distinguish between the two, mm. right? How do you distinguish between um, you know, the fact that there are real haters, there are real bullies, and there are real yeah. trolls out there between somebody that doesn't necessarily hate you yeah. but they don't like what you're doing and someone needs to tell you what you're doing. and also question. it might not necessarily be that they hate you but they actually just actively don't like what you do yeah. but they don't hate you and they don't want to bully, bully you they just don't agree with what you yeah. do
1: yeah i think that's one thing i think we're quick to jump from that person likes me too. They hate me. And mm. it's like, no, there's a range in between. Some people are just, they just don't agree with you. Yeah, Some people actually just don't like you. Yeah. And that's okay. We don't, we're not all made to mm. be in companionship mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with each other and to be agreeable to each other. But I think it's important. And it's something we talk about a lot on this podcast, which is intimacy. Yeah. The more intimate you are with a person, the easier it is for them to receive your feedback because they know it's not coming from a place of criticism, mm. but actual feedback, yeah, right? Yeah. So sometimes it is criticism. It's like this. You know, this is the truth. This is the negative. This is the drawbacks, This is what I've observed. But also they know that when you are in an intimate relationship with someone, you don't just drop a brom on them and leave. You give them the feedback and then you're there with them to do the work that is necessary afterwards, mm. right? if people are constantly resisting your feedback and perceiving you as a hater, it's probably because you haven't done enough work to work to build intimacy with people. So you're probably the person who critiques all the time and is constantly spotting the red flags, but you're never there to be like, you do this well. Mm. Renee, you're an amazing writer. Mm. Renee, you're an amazing poet. Renee, like all of these things. So if you constantly heard, stop rapping, stop rapping. It's like, oh, you're a hater. But it's like, nah, how about we build intimacy we build love and we build a, a a space. And I don't think enough of us think about this, actually. A space where your friends feel safe. Mm. Do your friends feel safe with you? Mm, right? Because you can take really good. their insecurities and their pain and flip it in the name of I'm just being honest, I'm just being truthful when actually what you're doing is hurting them, Mm, like you're mm -hmm, actually mm -hmm, wounding mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. and you're using the fact that you are privileged to this information to kind of either gain power, exert power um, to actually inflict harm or you're just being reckless with the knowledge that you have been privileged to to gain through your friendship with them. I think it's important for us as women within sisterhood to do work to make sure our friends feel safe with us they feel safe in their relationship with us, they feel safe to confide in us, right? Mm. And they also feel safe to let us know their dreams. Yeah, that's um, beautiful. Because once, once you start thinking about like the amount of women who are like, I can't share what I truly desire or who I truly are with my friends because they're a little bit toxic. Mm. What they're really saying is, I actually don't feel safe with them to be my full self. And so there is work that needs to be done to like overtly make let people know you're safe here. I'll champion you, I'll laugh with you, I will cheer you on I will be your biggest supporter and I think that's another area that you get to see who is hating who's actually giving me feedback yeah. do these people support you yeah. right yeah. so haters will often they ain't gonna support you everything is critique or the only time they partake in your life is to critique you but a, a, a person who's giving you actual feedback and honest truth mm. will also be standing in the sidelines when you're at your highest level of performance for sure, for they will sure. also be there to grind with you when you are doing the groundwork to get to that level of performance and And so taking time to actually observe your friends and build rapport with them really is important. And I think that's how you decipher Mm. hater
0: friend. Love that. Yeah. I think what I'm really taking away from what you said is that intent, right? Like, is it the intent to build or is it the intent to harm? And Mm. I think sometimes, I love that you touched on closeness, because I think that that's something that, we really do take for granted in our generation because everyone thinks that we are close, but Mm. we are not. Just Mm -hmm. because we are close doesn't necessarily mean that we are intimate. And I think many of us are close to each other and close to each other's lives, but we're not intimate. Mm. Um, And I think there's a difference insofar as we can be close to think about it we are watching people's lives every single day World we're time. watching the highlights real we're watching the stories it's easy for us to disassociate and just comment things yeah. and not really think about the impact of our words yeah and i think that's also a problem of like the internet generation and thinking about like sisterhood is we need to be very, very careful with our intentions and the way that we express them so good. because we can be so flippant and dismissive about the way that we critique, mm. despite the fact that, yes, we're close, but we have no intimacy with that Ooh, person. That's good. So the intent. Whilst your intent may be that, you know, you don't want to necessarily harm that person because you don't have the intimacy, it translates to something yeah. that is actually harming that so person. True. So when we think about the way that we critique celebrities or the way that we um critique social media figures or, you know, just in general, like, for example, receiving like meme comments out of nowhere from random people and it's like maybe your intentions were pure maybe maybe i'm gonna try and assume the best intent but i actually don't know you and mm. because i don't know you and i have no intimacy with you yeah. it's easy for me to assume that yeah. the intent here was to harm so good. so you need to be very careful especially when you're on public for- forums girls ladies sisters honeys babies girls sweetheart. i need you guys to be very very like Intentional about the way that you articulate yourself, your criticism, your feedback, your praise, everything online, Mm. offline to people that are close to you, Mm. to people that are intimate with you. You need to make sure that you actually assess those different parameters. How close am I to this person? How intimate am I to this person? Does this come across? Does this translate well? Some of us, we're so quick. Why
1: are you so quick to speak? And this is also why you need to ask people for because it's not that people are being super sensitive. I think also. Some people fall into that trap of mm. everyone is super sensitive. I can't even speak because then you'll take offense. And then it could actually be your delivery is awful. As Terrible. much as you have good intentions Terrible. here, you actually need to ask was the delivery good? Because it, it actually mm. does matter. It really does. Like it it can actually make or break the entire situation. Some of you have no class you're not classy or some of you are just a bit too harsh yeah just a bit too harsh there was actually something that was on my heart this weekend. i spoke to my little sister about it mm. my younger sister about it and she what came to my mind was i was seeing so many videos from people and mm. like i was realizing what you're telling me what you're telling me is good the way you're delivering it is way too harsh and it made me it convicted me actually about some of the ways that i've even spoken in the past of, on this podcast and i actually want to apologize because i think sometimes in wanting to deliver the truth you think mm-hmm. the harder i hit with it mm-hmm. the harder it will hit and mm-hmm. the more it will convict you to change yeah but sometimes it's like i know what i'm giving is good i know it's healthy but i can't shove it down your throat I actually have to approach you with a degree of tenderness and nurturing and care, especially within sisterhood. And I think these conversations we have about like femininity, sometimes they are too, not even sometimes, they are far too swayed towards femininity and its response to the masculine and, Mm. and its reception to men. But actually there's a place for femininity within sisterhood, right? And that is not just, you know, brunches and cute pasta yeah, or, you know, wardrobes. Yeah, yeah, it's actually my tenderness towards you and my ability to also be open to receive your critique, knowing that you're not going to inflict harm on me, right? Mm. And so I was realizing, like, it's not just about having good intentions. It's, like you said, it's actually about the delivery of what it is that you are saying. And it's when when you were talking about intimacy, something came to my mind, which was, You can know of somebody, but to be intimate is to know the heart, Mm -hmm. right? You can know a person, Mm -hmm. but without knowing the heart, you don't have true intimacy. And so even if you were to say something to me, Renee, and I was kind of like, oh, Renee, that was a bit harsh. Because I know your heart, I can put so much more compassion and patience around it because I know that's not truly who you are. But a lot of us don't know the heart of people who Mm -hmm. are talking to us. It's the same with the mean comments thing, right? I don't know your heart. I don't know your intentions. I don't know um your character i don't actually know i also don't know your past experience to even give this context so what you're saying just seems outright mean because we don't have intimacy and so taking time to actually get to know the heart of a person what makes them up their past their soul right Mm. that will help you receive their feedback a little bit better um, Mm. or make you more inclined to or not to give them
0: feedback. Precisely. Especially when it comes to people where you don't have the opportunity to get to know them intimately. If it's not imminent, unless they are actively causing harm, Harm. because I do think there's something to be said about your sis. I don't know you, but I just need to let you know you're hurting a generation. Yeah. Yeah. And some people need to be, they need to be told. Maybe (laughs) it's that they, that's when the people around them are not doing their job. Yeah. That's it's good. quite easy to tell when somebody has no accountability mm. and they're public with it. It's Ooh, like Jesus. baby. Oh. You mean nobody?
1: Not a soul? So many people don't so have that. So many
0: people do not have any kind of personal accountability. Yeah. So they've come to the public to now. And I think that I need we need to give grace to people that then respond to that because yes. it's kind of like you put yourself out there and you yeah. had no private accountability exactly. once you're in the public domain you're in the public domain yeah. people can only That's afford so you so much grace especially if you're causing harm Yeah, sometimes you gotta have haters because what you're doing is hate is is hateful It needs to be hated on. it needs to be hated it, on it does what and it's must like... accumulate haters <laughs> it has to, it has to has it's to.
1: only the right response of course yeah it has to and also like for ourselves we need to know what to bring to the public and what to keep private mm. um I think about the critique sometimes we have of not just people we don't know, but people we actually know. Yeah. Can a, you call your friend to the side and be like, you know what, I don't need to take this online, I don't need to do this in front of everybody. I can actually talk to you privately.
0: Oh, Courtney. Look,
1: and look, and knowing what is appropriate.
0: We need to look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt that one deep here on my, um, <laughs> on my left. Um on my left. Um on my left biscuit. Um I am so sick and tired of like call out culture for people that are supposedly friends. How are you gonna come okay? Some people are wowling, and I hear it. You, sometimes you just actually you have to drag their nyash d- on the If you, you were not hear it here, you have to hear out there. You have to hear out it. there. But if the first time that I've been rid of a grievance,
1: <laughs> Renee is, Kapuku. Renee first has her been house.
0: tagged on an Instagram story by at CD Boatek. Renee has not washed the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> what a betrayal. Or at C D Bartek, Renee, stop flirting with a guy. I like. <laughs> if that's the first time I'm hearing, look, if you had known me it's back in the day, me and you will go to a We do have all to that. scrap. We have, we to, have scrap. to scrap. World what? Star. <laughs> world
1: Star. World Star. We we'll have to fight. We have to scrap. It's a betrayal. Some like, of
0: you are drawing out your friend's business online, trying to look for um validation from strangers and getting accountability from people that don't know you up and, and in your the cost. You're at the cost of this friendship and your own shame. You <laughs> lack shame. I think we need to bring back you shame lack sometimes. We la- you lack class, you lack tact. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This is somebody that likes tags. Yeah. Because you're thinking, ah, I will show her. I'm yeah. going to tag her. Ah, how dare you? Yeah. You look stupid. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I cringe. as Me, that's an outlook, outsider. On I'm looking into this. You. I'm cringing. What I a am painful situation. Embarrassed. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> embarrassed. I am
0: embarrassed. <laughs> you know, secondhand embarrassment. It's bad. Ah. It's
1: bad. Like, it is Bad. And I don't know how, I know how we got here. Um, <laughs> oh. I know how we got here and it's painful because it's like at my, at the, ex, not even at my expense, at the expense of what we have taken <laughs> time to build. For what? Retweets? For, and it's not even just people who do it online because- some we have to come for some of you it's you who goes to your other friends to talk about your one friend who you haven't gone to to tell the issue when you could have spoken to them directly right but instead you've gone to the rest of your friendship group when she did this when she did that when she did all in the name of "well, i'm just getting advice what you're doing is dishonoring your friendship with the person who you have a grievance with if you had actually taken time to be like yo i've got an issue here now you've gone and tainted the image of that person, not just for yourself, but with other people. And you know what's sad about that? You'll make up with the person. Spin that track again. <laughs> <laughs> reload the you, whole reload thing. Reload it. You'll make up with that person, but you've tainted their image and their character and the... the um. The account you have of them to other people who have not had time to make up with them because it wasn't their original offense mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's not just the people who go out there and they tweet, oh, my friend did this, like the at Renee watched it. Like it's not that. It's also the people who go up to you, oh, Courtney said that thing to me last week and I don't know how I feel about it. I want to go and talk to her about it. Well, then why don't you go and talk to her about it? Oh my goodness You're a gossiper. gracious. You're a gossiper. Goodness
0: gracious. And
1: it's going to harm your friendships. It is going to harm your friendships. Stop to, Stop opening your mouth to all these other people. Chat,
0: this back chat, yeah. This back chat. And of course, it, it depends on the level of intimacy because there are certain circumstances whereby you might need to get intervention or support oh, yeah. from another friend. Yeah, However, yeah. if your modus operandi, <laughs> your MO, if your MO, as they say, in criminal because <laughs> <Price, laughs> <laughs> you are criminal, <laughs> that's what you are, unsub. But we have identified you, okay? <laughs> You, are, no longer <laughs> you are not. You are an insub. You have been identified.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> so we got a your insub. Look,
0: look, look. We got your number. We got
1: you figured <laughs> out. Jake is, so Jake is You know, up. like Scooby They're saying they are the They are
0: master. <laughs> It was you. I would have got away from it if if it wasn't for you meddling 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 kids. (laughs) Oh, that is so funny. That back chat, we need to... Women, cut it it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. This is why we're getting these thoughts around women being mean because you ain't got no directness. Yeah
1: yeah and you know what you also do you tarnish your own reputation absolutely because if you've gone if you if a friend comes to me it's like renee so 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 this i know you could do it to me Mm, i know that you could do it to me you could talk about me behind my back that severs the degree of intimacy that we can actually have with each other. Now, don't get us wrong. We haven't always been perfect. Sometimes we have fallen into it. But I think there is a degree of wisdom and maturity Mm. that you get to when you realize this is actually not beneficial for anybody. It's not beneficial for me and my reputation. It's not not, um, beneficial for the person who I am, you know, expressing I have a grievance towards, 100%. and it's also not very much, so not beneficial to the person I'm telling, who is now harbouring a secondhand offence towards somebody who they didn't have an offence with in the beginning. So, be careful of warping people's perception. It's like what you were saying about that girl that bullied you, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to. Warp people's perception and their interaction with me based on what you say. Yeah, an assassination of character the is just like per- the word. It's just like murder. The word. Be careful.
0: Be careful. It's not and just don't like be murder, an accomplice obviously. because some of you guys, people are too comfortable yeah. coming to tell you people's business. Ooh you Some are the perfect you think brother. and the thing is they'll be out here you know i'm just the kind of person that people like to open up to absolutely not you are ah, an you a gossiper accomplice yeah good gossip you gonna do time gbh you'll be assassinating grievous. people grievous like the highest class you know there's different classes of gbh uh, highest class you think oh no it's just because people feel comfortable around you. why do people feel comfortable talking about somebody else to, to you, you. Why is that the case? And why have you never redirected them? And why have you never in love and in confidence corrected them? Some of you don't fear God. Correction. I think sometimes we think as women that we're meant to be passive and we're meant to just allow people to offload and not be directive. Mm, mm, mm. When you are faced with that kind of situation where it's clear, like the intent is to harm And you have an opportunity to be directive. And it makes sense for you to be directive. Take the opportunity. Mm. If somebody comes to me and talks about Courtney, the moment I hear, oh, Courtney is... (laughs) Excuse me. Hold (laughs) up. Hey, hey, hey. Excuse me. Mister. 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 Mister." (laughs) You just stop right there. (laughs) You
1: just stop right there. I (laughs) can
0: tell. (laughs) You're about to say something. Look, you know when an uncle does that, you're in trouble. (laughs) You know... Hello. <laughs> Excuse uh, hello. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just stop you. Hello. Right there. Hello. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. The sir. more you embarrass yourself, and you make me embarrass you, shut your mouth. See, hello. Look, the test I will do. You. You have all of this to say about Courtney. Do you have her number? If so, great. Go and give her a call. I don't remember it being redirected to me. We share a hospital on a phone can't line. Go work. call her. It. it can't work. If you don't have Courtney's number, then why? What possesses <laughs> you to think that you can come to me to talk about her? Since you don't know her, you don't have her number. It's clear you don't know her, and yeah. that's even another thing. Some of y'all are too comfortable talking nonsense about people you don't know. You
1: do not know. You don't know.
0: Why? And
1: it's it's more so you can talk about somebody who you don't know, but you can't draw a final judgment about somebody you don't know. You really can't. There's a reason why even in court they will say, (laughs) Your Honor, I know I have all these allegations against me, but can I make my case? Let me make. Can I defend myself? And I have to be present in Uh, court to be fully defended some of you just come to final final judgments ain't even giving a person the opportunity not just to defend themselves
0: but to present themselves she is like this she said this so she is like this. first of all life is hard (laughs) no no no. life is hard the way that you spend your time is indicative of the things that you hold dear say dearest is this something that you should Mm, it's a waste of time it's a waste of your resources cost of living is rising (laughs) And you're choosing. Let me tell you, and they don't pay we- gossipers. It's only Wendy
1: Williams that gets paid. I'm telling you now. Your resources. Not, and she's even a journalist. Listen, you're not a journalist, res- though. You're not. Common jester.
0: <laughs> In fact, this time you could be making money. Yeah.
1: You could even write articles. Listen, lady whistle
0: down resources. Instead, you are here. Chop, 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 chop. You're even getting fat <laughs> because <laughs> as you gossip, you, you're drinking, <laughs> you're drinking drinks, wine. Just collecting to speak about people. Ah, Ah, sisters, we must do better. We must do better. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) <laughs> no man, that kind of stuff. That's me. <laughs> I am. Um, I hate gossip. Yeah. No man, it's just when it comes to like meanness, gossiping, mm. like women being mean to other women. Mm. I hate it so much because a, I've benefited from having wonderful women in my yeah, life, so. and to think that there are people out there that their experience has coloured their perception of women yeah. to the point where they feel like they're at a place where they're so damaged they mm. can't pursue relationships mm. with women. And this is actually something that I'm writing about in the book. Mm. It's so unfortunate because Very. actually as women, we need women. Desperate. We need them. And it's such a shame because it only takes a couple of mean comments or a couple of mean actions or recurring bullying for somebody to be damaged for yeah. the best part of a decade. I fully lose their hope. Lose all hope. So be conscious of the things that you say to other women. Like, is what you're saying intended to harm mm. or is it intended to give life? That's good. If it's intended to harm, I think you should put it back in your back pocket yeah. where it came from. And assess it didn't come why from the, front.
1: the intention is to harm. Why?
0: Because yeah. oftentimes our intent to harm is more indicative of something ill in ourselves exactly like why did you need to tell that person that they looked like this when they wore that yeah why did you feel the need to you know really really mean spirited things that you say to people to break their spirit yeah y'all need to be checked and in this community (laughs) in
1: this community it can't run it absolutely cannot did you hear what we said world star let me tell you something let me tell you something There, there are what repercussions Repercussions (laughs) Repercussions
0: Courtney <laughs> <God, he> believes <laughs> And the- now
1: listen I am a firm believer Of turn the other jeep What is it? Other- <laughs> corporal punishment <laughs> No no guys I'm a firm believer In turn the other jeep My Jesus is working on it. Hallelujah me. However there are repercussions uh- at yeah. and even if the like the work repercussions aren't fierce it will definitely be you losing all your friends absolutely. and we cannot force people to be friends with mean people absolutely you will be there by yourself and this is why it's a bad punishment because we truly believe life is not meant to be a dark absolutely. alone if all absolutely. your friends abandon you that is the hardest punishment that you could ever experience absolutely because now you are facing life truly going rogue on your own absolutely not a healthy you will be ravaged finished they will life will eat you up and chew you up like that elephant that killed that woman there you go
0: (laughs) learn learn and also um bit of a trigger warning but these kind of things can lead to very detrimental consequences Mm. whereby people consider suicide yeah people are in really abusive situations and we'll probably link a couple of like helplines below in the show notes and in um the youtube frontier Um, But just be conscious of the fact that these actions will have repercussions Mm. some that you cannot control. And this is why it's so important to be nice to people be kind Mm. to people, especially women, we need to look after people. Okay, a random act of kindness. And this is a reminder to participate in the vision 22 challenge. We need three random acts of kindness, be kind to other women. You don't know how that can really make somebody's day just by being kind. We're so easy to throw around these mean comments that could it be that you need to think about throwing Mm -hmm. about a couple more nice comments. Go and comment on your friend's picture. Tell them they're looking cute and sexy. Tell your friend, you know, you like the way that she did something or recognize their effort and praise them. Those kind of comments go a long way to building someone up as opposed to breaking them down. But as per usual, we have mattered and Hopefully, you will we'll have, have enjoyed. Benny Fall with, with rice. With rice. And TMS. We've chopped well. We've chopped well. Yeah. We should have a rice festival. I'm sure someone already does it. Oh. Um, well, we, we could do <sighs> it. Some of you all are gluten intolerant. We need, to <laughs> we need to sit down. We need to sit down by come shout much. out to all our gluten intolerant <laughs> sisters sisters we'd love for you to continue this conversation over on our socials at to my sisterhood everywhere Lady. come join us on the tiktoks we're blowing up we're having a whale of a time great on tiktok time. We're, come us join us <laughs> um, on instagram and on twitter at to my sisterhood and of course come and check us out on our personal pages follow the lovely at CD cdblateng on instagram and youtube she's got a youtube channel Thank and she's you. been living her oh, very best life recently so yeah. i suggest you go and join <laughs> her and you can follow me on instagram at renee kapuku we absolutely love to see
1: it okay sis we hope that you have an amazing week make sure that if you want your week to be better you sign up to the mailing list oh to God. get weekly glow oh, and grow got tips you got oh, there low. you go yeah, i love that get them weekly glow and grow tips straight to your inbox by joining our mailing list you can sign up at to my sisters.com. how fantastic is that please pray for our sisters pray for my voice it will be back in full next week but oh, also really. pray for us as we finish up our book it is nearly done it's nearly wrapped up and we are so thankful for all the kind words and the beautiful things you have said whilst we've been on this journey you are really helping us write this book you more honestly. than you probably even know honestly um so yeah keep talking to us down in the comments and stuff like that rate us four or five stars you already know the deal <laughs> <laughs> and we will talk to you next week and as always keep glowing and growing